Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are continuing um, with our theme. Um, We are going towards the conclusion um, of this theme for the term. I hope you are not tired of hearing about oneness one this one that um, but as for me being a theme of the whole year for that matter hallelujah and we've been focusing on this month one lord one faith and one baptism and last week we talked about a lamb for a house. So that was part one. So today is a lamb for a house, part two. Say part two. And we we learned last week that um, it's important for us as the children of God to, to, to know where God wants us to be and what he wants us to do in this season. And where he wants us to be, it is in his house. He wants us indoors. You know, when we grew up, uh, one of the ways that our parents will protect us from things that are happening out there, they will set time to say you can go and do whatever that you want to do but make sure that by such a time you are back home to a point of many uh, of you probably have experienced it I haven't where gates were locked and if you get like you and you're on the other side you have an explanation to do Um, others they would not even unlock for that matter once you are out you are out you will sleep outside and 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 for that matter you will be punished in the morning for sleeping even when they saw you that 10 past 7 you were standing at the gate amen he gave you <laughs> so so even god during this time he really wants us to be at the right place in his house and doing what eating the lamb he wants us to come out of the world not to conform to the systems of this world, to come out of the world, to be separate. That's what the, the Bible tells us. And I want us to understand, Bazalani, that it is not necessarily about doing what the world is doing. Right? It is not about, uh, you know, because sometimes we can say, but I'm not doing what the world is doing, you know. Um, I'm, I just hang out with my friends, but I'm not doing what they are doing. I just like to be um, around them. But I want to take you to um, a scripture here, uh, really which speaks to this in a much more deeper way. In Second in Peter 2 from verse 7, um, God... 
wants us to be really, even though we live in the world, we need to be aware that we are not of this world and we need to learn how to separate ourselves. The Bible says from verse 11, and delivered righteous lot. That was God, right? Who delivered the righteous lot. L-O-T. Ulot. Listen to what it says. It says, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. He was not oppressed by his filthy conduct. But he was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Verse 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them. By just dwelling among them. It says, he tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Right? By just seeing their lawless deeds and hearing about them, living in a world where people are constantly talking to you about their wickedness, what they've done yesterday. This one tells you, I have 17 boyfriends. You know, I've just dumped this one. I'm now in the... That is tormenting to your soul. You know, from time to time, we hear how other people are living out there. And it, 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 it sounds like a foreign world. You're asking yourself, yeah, my daughter. Uh, because, and, and God does not want us uh, to be in that world where we will be constantly exposed to evil. In fact, the reason why he did not want us to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was it that it was exactly for that reason. He did not want us to be exposed to evil. And for the first time, Adam, we know, his eyes were opened and he was exposed to evil and his life was never the same. Hallelujah. So it's good when God creates a world for you where you are going to dwell in it so that you don't torment your soul having to uh, worry about what other people are doing. You know, I can't believe so and so. You know, you, you find yourself then talking about things that have nothing to do with you. Right? You are talking now things that God saved you from and, and because out there, hey, Ziakora, people are going through stuff out there Things are happening every day. You, I mean, if you, oh, you don't even have to be in that world. You look at social media, you realize that people are living strange lives. Strange lives. People are talking about open relationships. What do you, you ask, what, what? Yay, what, what is, what is what? What makir by this world, in this world? Something to that effect. But guno world konad up. Amen. But we are supposed to be in the house, not just in the house, but also eat the lamb. Let's go to Exodus 12 once again. It's going to be a long read, but it's for um, a good purpose. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Take for yourself a lamb. On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father. A lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him 
and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamp. Verse 7, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. This tells us that you don't qualify to eat the lamb unless you recognize the work of the blood. The work of its blood, for that matter. Hallelujah. Verse 8, Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Verse 9, Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire. Its head with its legs and its entrails. The entrails Kimala Mukhodu. I was privileged on Friday. Um, and I ate uh, the entrails of the lamb for the first time. You know, I wanted to preach about something that I know. Because I was used to the entrails of the beef. So I thought, hmm, since I'll be preaching about this, let me order this one. And I asked them, is the whole shebang, does it come with even Amapa Apunai? They said, yes. I was like, bring that one. So that when I preach on Sunday, they can sense the entrails. <laughs> but it's nice, actually. Quite nice. Nicer than... The when they are too clean. In other thing. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, we have established, Bazalwane, that the lamb that we are talking about here is Jesus Christ himself. John, upon seeing Christ approaching, declares and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Paul in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. And lastly, Peter also confirms that indeed this Lamb that we are talking about is Christ. He says from verse number 18 of Chapter 1, 1 Peter, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Apparently in proper English, you, the B is silent. In the word lamb. Now, I mean, I was told by my wife for the first time. And our school fees was 20 rands per annum. 
not even per month. And in that 20 rands, you get stationery uh, and everything else in between. For the whole year, for that matter. So these other ones of the expensive school fees, they come, they tell us about silence. Why did they put that B there if they don't want us to pronounce that B? Why you put that B there? Ah, man, these people are confusing us. They take the simple language and they complicate it. If you don't want me to pronounce a, a don't put it. Then I know it's lamb. But if you, B, B must be lamb because the B is there. Foot in there's no master of pronunciation. Especially in Africa. Amen. So Christ is this lamb that we are we are talking about. But yeah, having said that, uh, Bazalwane, we 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 then are talking about the fact that this Christ now or this lamb, as we are told in the scriptures where we have read, he must be eaten. He must be eaten, and and the question is. I mean, how is that even possible, especially in the New Testament context? Because, okay, fine, we understand back then, in the book of Exodus, you know, Christ had not yet manifested in the flesh. And he was re represented by this lamb that they had to partake of. But we know that also Jesus makes it worse when he comes, he arrives, just before he was crucified, he has this uh, meal that we refer to as the Last Supper. And he speaks to his disciples as they were about to eat. And the Bible tells us that he takes the bread, he breaks the bread, he blesses the bread, and he gives it to them. And he says the following words, take, he says, eat, this is my body. I mean, Jesus, uh, this is one of the things that used to put him in trouble, by the way. People wanted to stone him for such things, to say, but what do you mean we must eat your flesh and drink your blood? What can I, what can, I mean, even today, if I can be even eating uh, 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 or drinking the blood for that matter? Young? Dalasichu. And, and here is Jesus, he sits with his disciples, he tells them, he breaks this bread and he blesses it and he gives it to them. He says, eat. Eat. To make matters worse, he says, this is my body. Wow. It does not say it symbolizes my body. He says, this is my body. And also with uh, the, 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 the wine as well, he says, this is my blood. Hi. And, and now the question is, but practically speaking, therefore, and of course we do acknowledge that even when we partake of the Holy Communion, we are partaking of his divine nature, but also practically speaking, what are we referring to when we are saying, because I don't want us to walk out of here and be hyped up and go out there and say, ah, we are eating the lamb. Ah. And we don't really know practically what does that mean. And to actually check whether or not as a believer, am I actually eating this lamb? 
as I am in the house, am I eating this lamb? First of all, let me start off by saying it and putting it to you, Bazalani, that the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the word of God. He is the word of God. John chapter number one from verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse two, he was in the beginning with God, right? All things were made through him and without him, not, without, without him nothing was made that was made. And the depth of this verse, Barcelona, is yo, too much because it tells us that everything that you can ever need under the sun is in the word and through the word and by the word. Are we here? Verse number three, all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, verse four, and the life was the light of men. Verse number 14, which is the game changer now, says, and the word, and the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. And this is something that we are going to be using as our, what's the right word, premise. To say that Jesus Christ is the word of God. In other words, this lamb that we are talking about here is in fact the word of God. And this word makes it easy and practical for us to say or to even claim that we are eating the lamb. Eating in the scriptures has a meaning. It has a prophetic meaning. Are we here? That's why, please let me not say it, because I don't want to scare people. <laughs> by eating, by eating has a prophetic meaning. Amen. Somebody once said, "You need to be careful when you dream eating." I. It was not me. Amen. Number one, eating in the scriptures speaks to us about na enjoyment. Na enjoyment. It speaks to us as the children of God about enjoying the word of God or the diet from the word of God. Jeremiah 15 and verse number 16 says, your words were found and I ate them. Not I read them. I ate them. There's a difference between reading the word of God for information and for revelation. And for you to actually go to the word of God for revelation, an appetite for it is required. An appetite for it is required. And the Bible says, and your word was to me the joy 
and rejoicing of my heart. So in other words, the word of God has the capacity to change my mood. It has the capacity to work and to penetrate my heart to bring me the joy that I can lack from any other thing, that I cannot find from any other thing. But I have got to know how to not just treat it as a novel or a newspaper. But I need to know how to really partake of the word of God that even as I go through it, my heart is opened. I have a hunger, a genuine spiritual hunger for it that it is not only going to my head, but it is also going to my heart, my soul, the depth of my heart. It is touching my, not just my thinking patterns, but my emotions, my desires. It is penetrating to wake me from the inside. Are we together as a lot? And the Bible says it has that effect of just giving me or bringing me joy. It must be to us a rejoicing of our hearts. Are we here? Amen. Ezekiel 3 verse 1, Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Eat this scroll. Eat this scroll. See there. But eat the scroll and take note it says and then go and speak to the house of Israel. What was God saying to the prophet? Before you can go and prophesy. Before you can go and preach. Don't just read to get notes. Eat the scroll. Why must I eat the scroll? I need to eat the scroll so that the word of God will first affect me. Yes. It will first transform me, renew my mind so that when I speak or when I preach, I do so from conviction, not from information, not from head knowledge, but I am telling or I am prophesying something that I have experienced its life and its power. Are we together? Because the Bible says the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Why two-edged sword? It does not only cut those I'm preaching to. It must also cut me as the one who is handling it. As a matter of fact, I must, the messenger must become the message. I must not preach something that I am not walking in. I cannot come and preach and teach about prayer while I'm not praying. As a matter of fact, it will come across. So he then he says to his prophet, eat the scroll and then go and speak to the house of Israel. Verse number two, so I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll. Right? Feed your belly and do what? And fill your stomach. Listen, you, that cannot happen with one verse a week. Because perhaps you are asking me, Mamfundis, how do I eat it? Well? No, no, you have to go deep into the word of God, not just visiting it, but abiding in it. Amen. Not just reading it because they say I must. 
But getting deeper and deeper into it, the Bible says, and fill your stomach. Fill it. When you are filling something, you are not just pouring. You are pouring for the purposes of not stopping until it overflows. You need to get into the word of God until it oozes out of your ears. Until it affects your speech, the way, your perspective, everything about you must be about the word of God. But many of us as Christians, that's why we end up becoming lukewarm. Because we, we are casual with the word. We read it when we have time. And we are reading it. We are not eating it. Hey. That's why it is not affecting us. We know it. But it is not changing us. We know it. But it is not working for us. We know it, but it is not working in us. Listen to what it says. He says, so I ate. So I ate. When he said, fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. He says, so I ate. Take note. And it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. We have to get to that point where we can actually taste the word of God in our lives. Taste and see that the word, that, that the Lord is good. We need to get to that point where we can, we, we, we can read the word to a point of experiencing God's power, its life, its effect in us, so that we can experience what is it like to walk with God. I was sharing with um, uh, friends of ours yesterday, uh, 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 we were just sharing our different experiences and as, as how we are, we are wired. And, and I say to them, you know, when I, for an example, read the word or I am, I am preparing for a message or whatever, uh, 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 I have to be immersed in worship. I can't be, you know, maybe watching TV this side or whatever the case may be. And I said to them, the only way I do that, it is to distract myself just for a moment. Literally, deliberately, I do it just for five minutes or so. Why? Because I can easily sink in and just go and go and go and go and to a point where it becomes overwhelming. To a point where it becomes too much. It's like, and, 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 and I know that if I can stay in that mode forever, yay. This guy. Because then it takes me to its own world which does not even relate to the natural world around me. So literally I have to take my phone or something just to just so that I can snap out of it just for a moment so that I can go back later on. And go, because the, the word of God has capacity. I remember, you know, I used to, even before I got married, I used to get in and, and, and not sleep. And before I know it, it's, it's bright outside. So I, I, I always share with, with, especially the pastors I, 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 I am mentoring. And I say to them, look, you, you can see me today preach like this. And, and you think, oh, you know, this is days and hours of just getting into the word. You can think that, you know, these things, I just look for them now. No. It's things that have been in my spirit 
to a point where you can literally, literally, I'm, I'm not sure if you've experienced this before, where especially during fasting, when you are hungry, but once you get into the word of God, it, it affects your natural appetite. You feel like you don't need food anyway. That is what tasting the word is all about. He says it was sweet to my belly. This is when it brings joy in you. Not because there's a new cow, a new job, but the, the word of God itself is able to bring joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in your heart. Are we here? Revelation 10 verse 9, so I went to the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And he said to me, take and eat it. Listen, and he says, and it will make your stomach bitter. Why? <laughs> because when the word of God begins to do a work in you, it challenges areas of your life and things that are hidden that nobody knew were there. Including you. The word of God goes deep and sometimes it leaves a bitter taste in your stomach. It will make you cry because it demands change. Especially when you are not just reading it for information, but you are reading it for transformation. It demands change. It corrects things in us, the motives of our hearts. Remember the Bible says the lamb is supposed to be eaten with bitter spices. It's not just enjoying it just so that I can have fun in Revelation, but sometimes it will challenge me. Tell me I must forgive. That's not easy. That's bitter. Let me show you what it says. It says, take it and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. So a principle like, Forgiveness, when you read it from the Bible, it is sweet when you talk about it. The Bible says we must forgive, sweet. But when you are supposed to forgive, because the word said so, it leaves a bitter taste in your stomach. Because God knows the truth of whether or not you have forgiven. It shines the light in darkest areas of our lives. It's not going to be nice. That's why Jesus says we must, we are also going to be persecuted because of his word. Not because we've done anything wrong, but because the word of God challenges us to change, challenges us to become better people. I said we are not reading it for information, Barcelona. So this is what I'm talking about when we're talking about. So when we are saying eating the lamb, this is not just going to be about, you know, talk and WhatsApp status. No. It is the word doing the work. When the word begins to challenge you about your attitude, your mannerism, how you carry yourself, your laziness, and whatever the case may be. And it leaves me to cry. Especially the truth. I love it when it says, when, when the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us, the, the Bible says it was full of grace and truth. Yes, that is honey and bitter spices. 
Grace is sweet, but truth is bitter. And in most cases, we want the sweet part. Where revelation is flowing, I connect, I'm a Pumela so. I can quote everything that the pastor was saying, but can you quote what has changed you from the word? Can you share a testimony of how after you were blessed by that sermon, you went back home and did the homework of applying that word? Because most of us, we boast about the nice part of the word of God. You know, when the revelations are flowing, it's nice. It's like, hey, it's like, oh, wow, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. you know. And you add on top of my message, which is good. Are you changing? Is the word transforming the way that you think? Psalm 119 and verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That is the effect of the word of God. It's meant to be enjoyed, but not just to be enjoyed. It will also leave a bitter taste to your stomach and you need to allow it to do so. Moses said to the children of Israel, eat it with the bitter spices. Don't avoid the bitter spices. Don't avoid the bitter spices. They are part of the recipe for the lamb. Cry if you have to. But don't try to change the word to be sweet in areas where it is supposed to be bitter. Because when the Bible tells you that, you know, do not let the sun go down in your anger. It's nice when you preach it. But it's totally another when you try to sleep. And God reminds you that, hey, Muna, you are too angry. Pazalan, if the word does not become alive in us, we become religious people who do not exhibit the life of Christ. And we will manipulate the verses to suit ourselves, to justify ourselves in things that and in areas where God wants to change us. Amen. Amen. Enjoy the word, not enjoyment, but part of enjoying the word is change. Part of enjoying the word is change. Transformation. A new mind. A new perspective. Are we together, Bazalan? Look. When <laughs> we are just going to hold on to Whatever that we want, even when the word tells us otherwise, there's no way that we can be transformed. No way. At best, we are going to be more religious. We will sound like Christians, but we are not going to be Christians. If you are not in Christianity for change, you are wasting your time. Eating the lamb involves meditation. When you are reading for information, you don't meditate. Because the only thing that can make you dwell in it, it is to meditate 
Meditate in what you are reading. Think over it over and over and over again. Are we here? Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law, take note, shall not depart from your mouth. Where do you eat? In your mouth. The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You must be always speaking about it. You must be always confessing it. You must be always declaring it. You must be always revisiting it. Not just talking about it once a week or once a month. The only other meditation is gossip, complaining, negativity. But the Bible says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but it says, but you shall meditate in it. When? Day and night, not once a week. Day and night, meditate in it. The idea of meditating, I, as I said, I think it was last week to the teens, it, 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 it talks to the idea of ruminating. What does a cow do? A cow just simply swallows. My, my figure, right? But what happened? It brings out what it has been swallowing during the day. And then digest it. That is what meditation is. You are bringing, meditation is not, um, uh, it's when you are bringing back what you've been reading. What you've been studying for the, from the word of God and read and, and ponder. That's why the Bible says, Selah, pause and calmly think of it. Because God speaks for a purpose. Everything that he puts there in his word is for a purpose. It has an aim. It has an assignment. So we go back and we ponder and we reflect on what God has said. That's why even after we've preached on Sunday, we're not just preaching so that we can be excited. We have another sermon. What do we do during the week? Devotions are helping us to, to ruminate. We are bringing it back. I've said, you might be reading it. Some of you I know, you look at this. On Sunday. Why I pinned the foot? It's because you are looking for more notes. It's like a person who is looking for a new prophecy when you've done nothing about the previous one. So go back to what God has already said. And we ponder. We, we, we reprocess it. And that's how the word of God can actually have an effect. Then you can claim to be eating the lamb. Many of us are not eating the lamb. We are, we are just watching the lamb being roasted. We are watching the lamb being uh, eaten by others and we're like, wow, it smells good. We are around the lamb all the time, but we are not necessarily enjoying it. And when we do so, the Bible says, that you may observe to do according to all that is, writ is written. Listen, we are not reflecting just for the sake of reflecting. Why? So that we may do according to what is written in it. We are not reading for information, I said, but for transformation. And how does that transformation happen? By doing what the word says. 
doing what the word says. Many of us, we read the word, right? And we, bam, we hit the revelation. Even when the word carries an instruction. And we can talk about it, we can preach about it, we can share about it, but we are not doing according to. And that's why it is not producing the results. Listen, the Bible says, the word of God will not return to him void. Right? But it will prosper in what it has, it has been sent for. Right? But unfortunately, in most cases, we are the ones who are sabotaging the word. Who are aborting the word. How? By not applying what it instructs. Because when it instructs something, it, it, tend, it intends to produce results in line with the instruction. In line with the instruction. Right? Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So shall men do to your, give to your bosom, right? But it began with an instruction. Give. And then it says, and it shall be given to you. But what do we do? We declare, many will give to me in the name of Jesus Christ. And the word, and it does not happen. And then we say, I, it does not work. But we forget that it first instructed you to do something. Amen. Right? The prayer of the righteous man prevails much. Right? Umkulego unamandla umasikulega gogukolwa and then but we miss the detail the prayer of a righteous man the prayer of a righteous man you don't get those details if you don't meditate on the word if you don't look into because the, as they always say in the world the devil is in the detail but we say God is in the detail the prayer of a righteous man avails much the prayer of a righteous not just any kind of prayer Simply because you committed yourself to praying for 72 hours and you are not committed to righteousness. You are expecting your prayers to work. No. It does not work like that. So the word has got to challenge us and, 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 and get us to the place where we want to observe to do according to all that is written in it. Because the Bible tells us that the word of God trains us in righteousness. So my intention should be what does the word tell me to do? And ask myself, am I doing it? Am I doing it? Before I can rush for the results, am I doing it? Am I, do, am I praying like the word says I must pray? Am I praising like the word says I must praise? Am I worshiping like the word says I must worship? Am I forgiving like the word says I must, for, I must forgive? Am I serving like the word says I must serve? Many of us are not willing to commit to do or to observe according to all that is written in the word of God. Then it says, for then you will make your way prosperous. That's why the Bible says we need to eat its legs so that we can make our way prosperous. It's in the word. Getting the principles of how to make your way prosperous from the principles that is of the word of God. You make your way prosperous and then it says, and then you will have good success. 
And if there is good success, it means there is also what? Bad success. I was talking to the other pastors last, last year. I said, I mean, not last year, but last week. And I said to them, look, many of us, are so much of failures, the only thing we have is success. It's, it's like saying, many of us are so poor because the only thing we have is money. Why? Because we settle for any kind of success. When the Bible says you shall have good success, it means there is also bad success. It looks like success on the outside, but it is bad. Why? Because it does not come from the principles of God's word. We are having success our own way, not according to how God wants it to be. You know, Tina, as Christians this day, we have the liberty of making adjustments in the word of God to suit ourselves. Like, nah, we don't like that part. We'll just adjust it here and do it like this. Ah, we don't like it. God says we must do this, but ah, I'm not about that. I will do things differently. I will adjust it. It's like, ah, we, because we are trying to apply our natural carnal minds into a life that is only supposed to be lived according to the dictates of the word of God. We have freedom. These days as Christians, we want to do as we please and we want God to accept it. Even when we know that this is something that God does not want. Many of us are brave to just do something as we want. Like, Caesar, uh, be confident and even hoi in a little bit of scripture there and even say or dare suggest that God will understand. God loves us all. Oh, wow. God loves us all, but God does not love everything. I'm going to say it one more time. God loves us all, but he does not love everything. The Bible says he loves righteousness, but he hates wickedness. So he might love you and hate your wickedness. And one day you are going to be collateral damage of always wanting to associate yourself with what God hates. In the same way that his intention was to kill the firstborn of Egypt. That's why he said to his children, get in and eat the lamb. So that you can be exempted from what is going. But if when you are not going to eat the lamb, you are going to be in the streets. Guess what's going to happen? You are going to be affected. Even when the flood came during the days of Noah. God gave them an instruction, build an ark. Get in so that you can be safe. My intention is not to kill you. Yeah. What did they do? Ah, oh, hey, this guy, what is he talking about? What is this rain that he's talking about? No, we are not. Last minute, when the rain was coming, they wanted to get in. It was too late. Too late. Like now, God is giving us a prophetic warning. What, what are many of us going to do? Ah, ah. Ah, Mfundi is nice, being too much. You know, God, you know, God, and, and the way I know God, you know, my truth uh, is that, you know, oh, wow. Kuramanji, they are even mispronouncing lamb. 
is lamb. Uh, you know, the way I know the lamb. All right. Your English will, will put you to trouble one day. You will be in trouble because of your English. Amen. So we need to understand that God's intention is for us to be successful, yes, but in a good way. Because when we do the word of God or when we apply the word of God in our lives, it becomes our fulfillment. It fulfills us. It becomes our daily bread. It feeds us. Jesus says in John 4 verse 34, my food is to do the will of him who has sent me and to finish his work. And how do I do that will? It is through the word of God, the word of God telling me what to do. And then I do it. The word of God makes me wise. Even regarding the affairs of life. Jesus says in Matthew 7 verse 24, Therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Hears these sayings of mine and does them. Hears these sayings of mine and does them. Many of us are hearing but we are not doing. We come to church every Sunday to hear more. But we are less committed to doing. We can attend a prayer summit and walk out and not go and pray. But yet we have a certificate hanging on the wall qualifying us to be those who know about prayer. That's why I love what the disciples of Jesus did. They said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. He did not say, teach us about prayer. He did not say, tell us about the principles of prayer. That's why even Jesus, in his response, he said, this is how you are going to pray. He did not say this is what prayer is about. For the fear, he gave them an instruction to say, go and pray like this. So Jesus teaches so that we can do. And when we do what he teaches, the Bible says, we are going to be like a wise man who built a house on a rock. So when God teaches you to do something through his word, he makes you wise. And people will think that hey, maybe you are from another world or from another planet or you know what you are doing. No, I am simply doing what Jesus tells me to do. That's why I appear wise. But I'm not really that wise. I'm not really that smart. The, the difference is that I don't question what Jesus tells me. When the woman, uh, Jesus' mother to be specific at the wedding of Cana, they ran out of uh, the wine and, 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 and she said, whatever that he tells you to do, do it. And I'm glad that they did it. They did not analyze to say, when he said, just take those jars, fill them with water. It was like, why? We, we said wine. Jesus, we said wine. We did not say water. We said wine. So why are we filling pots with water? No, they just simply did, no matter how foolish it looked like. The question is, what is it in this season that Jesus is telling you to do? That you are not doing. And yet, you have heard a message about eating the lamb and you are saying, you are eating the lamb. Shem, it's a WhatsApp status, but not a reality in your life. Many of us, when Jesus tells us, end that relationship, you want to reason, you want to explain to him how much this guy 
is actually Jesus. This guy is actually a Christian. He loves church. He, this guy, you know, he treats me well. I, I feel like, I'm, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. You know this generation of I feel like. I feel like, I feel like I can spend the rest of my life with him. I feel like he loves me. I feel like, I feel like. Oh, wow. Your feelings will kill you. In the kingdom of God, it's not about I feel like. What Jesus said is what matters. If he says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, he settles it. I'm not going to reason my way out of it. Amen. Many of us need to repent and go back to the place of obeying the commandments of Christ. And stop claiming that we love him. Remember he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's a big condition. If you love me. Loving Jesus is not lifting up hands during a church. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. But you, after the service, you go and do the opposite of what he has commanded you to do. When will we start obeying Christ? When will we start doing what he tells us to do? When will... I mean, Satulua Yitagwa. Yeah. That's all that they wanted. They wanted just to be drunk and have a good time. And yet they, they managed to obey. When he told them, feel, feel, he gave them an instruction. They did not. They just simply did what he told them. Now we are sober. In the house of God, we are carrying Bibles, but we are doubting Christ. We want to do our own way. We want to have our own way. Hi. May Jesus help us. I feel like. You know, I feel like. Um, hey, I, I normally listen to this, uh, you know, the, the generation of the kids we are parenting. The teenagers of this day. I feel like, you know, I feel like. Oh, wow. Your feelings one day will take you to places that you will be unable to come out of. You must be careful of your feelings. Sometimes Jesus goes against what you feel. You feel this way, he says, no. Your feeling is deceiving you now. Because he, all Jesus one day felt the other way but he went the other way he felt like quitting at the cross at the garden of Gethsemane his feeling was saying this is not worth it his feeling was that this thing of being punished is not good but he said nevertheless not my will but yours be done sometimes in fact mostly we need to go against our feelings and not consider how we are feeling at that point in time I feel like quitting you feel like quitting. Simply because the, the going gets tough. You feel like quitting. Your feelings will get you into trouble one day. Because your, our feelings are from this heart that the Bible says is so deceiving. And must not pick an eyes of fucking king in. Burning bit, I'm a feelings. Wait, I was thinking. 
the word of God makes us wise. It helps us to make sober decisions. It changes us from within. Transforms our lives, our thinkings, our feelings. So that we desire what he desires. We follow him according to his instructions. What did he say? Not popular opinion. What did he say? Eating the lamb also speaks about assimilation. The process of taking in something and fully understanding it and its ideas. The Bible says the entrance of your words gives light. It says it gives understanding to the simple. Gives understanding to the simple. You see, our problem today as believers, that's why we end up not, you know, being effective in our walk with God because we are too, and when I say simple, I don't want you to take it as if I, you know, because the Bible also speaks about this simplicity of the gospel, but I'm talking about being naive. We are naive and ignorant about the gospel. When it comes to the gospel, we, we don't know much. We don't understand salvation. That's why many of us see our Bazalwan. Because we are not intentional about eating the lamb. We are wasting time. We, we eat other things out there. We are committed to social media, committed to Netflix. That's what we are eating on a daily basis. But we are not filling our stomach with Christ. The word of God does not dwell richly. That's why we are simple. And it's not only Abazalwan, Nabafundis. That's why others end up preaching doctrines that you ask yourself, even somebody who has not been to Bible school here should be clear about this principle. How does one who, who claims they've been a Christian for years and they wake up one day with a doctrine that says, Ancestral worship and also worshiping God is something that works together. I'm like, oh wow, your simplicity, sir, is shocking. Your simplicity is shocking. The Bible says the entrance, the, not the reading, the entrance, not the reading, the entrance, the word of God needs to penetrate you with its light. And begin to shine from within. And then the Bible says it brings understanding. It puts everything into perspective. Because when there is lack of understanding, what does the Bible says? Jesus said it, said it himself. He said, the birds of the air will come and steal the word that has been sown. Because there's no understanding. But when there's understanding, the Bible says it is like that seed that fell on good ground. And it yielded some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And I don't know about you, I want a hundredfold harvest of the word of God in my life. I want to see its results. So that's why I want to understand it. I want to understand my salvation. Many of us cannot even defend the faith for that matter because we don't understand it. When people are challenging us and confusing us about Incindi, so we take everything that they say. That's why I saw another guy who claims to be a prophet on TV saying, uh, I was like, wow. Wow. It's like you think we were born yesterday. 
you 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 run into one or two things on the internet and all of a sudden you think that you can destroy something that existed before you you were even born and it's still growing by the way even up until today and you think with your small anyana and many people are are deceived they go with him why because they lack understanding they lack understanding Oh Barcelona it does not matter who you are where you come from you cannot think the Bible says nothing will separate us from the love of God nothing 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 there's no there's absolute so you think we just got saved today and all we've been doing for years is just to attend church we ourselves have been digging the weight we ourselves have been getting closer and closer this God is too real to just be refuted by just one idea that you got from the internet or while you were sleeping wapupa wavuga watutori sambul hushem hushem africans free spirituality he he, he jesus or, or he, he was also an ancestor of the jews you think we were born yesterday you think we've been not we, we've been not reading this we've been eating the scroll hey we've been we know some things we've been eating the scroll we've been eating we have understanding we are clear with this christianity thing we are clear about sober about our salvation even the devil himself will not confuse us about it and we need to get to that stage as believers but for as long as we are just you read one verse here one verse there and somebody one day comes and quotes a verse because it's in the bible you believe it you take it out of context and you don't understand what does it mean the context of it who wrote it when what was happening when they wrote, you will be confused for the rest of your life we have a reason you you run into people on the internet saying ah it is wrong women must not preach at church my wife and many other women will preach in this church because we understand we've been eating the scroll we're not just doing for the sake of doing we've been eating the scroll the entrance of the word gives understanding and when i have understanding i will yield results according to what i have been eating are we here let me close wasalan there are different levels of being fed when it comes to the word of god number 1 we begin at the level of the milk the level of the milk the bible says in first peter chapter number 2 verse 2 as newborn babes yes uh, yes our problem as christian we refuse to be babies you refuse to be a baby you don't want to attend a class because it is taught by pastor sabelo and brian and they are younger than you in terms of natural age the bible says he who is born of the flesh is flesh but he is born of the spirit look when you are born again You've received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says here according to this verse, you are a newborn baby. And the Bible says your duty is to desire the milk. 
desire the pure, pure milk of the word. Desire the pure milk of the word. Even a, 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 a baby in the natural, when the baby is born, Aravuga kisingu waksasa. Tina, Tina today, umuntu sindi suizolo ne, last week ne, Attend my Sarah Hamba Yonkin to attend the conference lapa, Sarah, men of God lapa, Bambera Mashal, by you don't have the basic fundamentals. You, are, you have not laid the foundation. So, when you are in the last week, you are in the last week, you last week, ah, wow, what a child, what a baby, says Utu Eza, Nama present, Utu Rumtana, Shelly Sofina. Hey, Barcelona! Internet is us fucking in. Barcelona! Internet is us fucking. Uba no muntu. Hi, no muntu. Who sent this last man? Serak tumela ma atikila wa download. Akuluma ngama. Yey, yey. Akuluma ngazinde zinkulu. Beast of this and whatever. I'm. Have you have you mastered the basic fundamentals? Faith in God. Repentance from dead works. Do you know what repentance is? Jehovah's Okulumang has six horses in the book of Revelations. Do you know what repentance is? No, when I saw Nama prayer, hey, hey, team, ni, 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 Kulumang, my angels, ni, Beganama prayer, chol, yay, ni, Kobisanama futa, yay, hoibo, ni, Petty Pambano, ni, yay, ni, Shisama Kangel, Ziakal. When I saw una, una three months, wow, the Bible says, desire the milk of the word of God. And then it says, to grow the kulang ebisi. Kulang ebisi. Ama tambak iniswa ebisi. Calcium. Many of us, we lack calcium from the word. That's why we are growing in stature. Because when we had an opportunity to be fed with the milk, go to that class, read that scripture again. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. Go back again to study, meditate on it. What does it mean? Every sin, every soul that sins dies. What does it Salvation. What does it mean? Redemption. What does it mean? The Holy Spirit. Many of us, umoingo simfunde TV. Sibola mantu baya awa baya vuga. Natses lap. Awas noga uwe kwenzenjan. Sesita was gamo. Anisu sunjal. Sita was sitagi. We song. Sitagi. Wakako no sopa banya. Sita was landela. Sita was sinya. Sitagi was sita homo. It's not healthy. That's why we are giving birth to strange churches. There's no doctrine. There's no substance. We don't know even the basic elementary steps in our walk of faith. Many of us cannot describe salvation because we denied the milk. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that scripture continues to say, because you have rejected knowledge. What does it mean? I wanted to give it to you. That's what God said. But you rejected it. That's why he says, I will also reject you as my priest. Because many of us, we want to be priests, we want to be leaders. But we, we, don't, we don't have the milk. Amatambo, 
we, we are not we can't lead in the church we can't handle spiritual things we can't handle spiritual things because we're afraid of learning being taught and that's the first level listen if you did not start at that first level of the milk you are in danger why am I saying that remember when Moses was given an instruction by God he said tell them to eat the lamb they must not eat it raw that's the first thing he says they must not eat it raw what does it mean to eat it raw because he said they must not eat it raw they must not boil it must be roasted by fire right that is the work of the Holy Spirit in other words the lamb without the spirit work because the job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the lamb to you and many of us ask Ramaz no more in well as raw as he is we don't know him we did not allow the spirit of God to teach us we did not allow the people who are filled with the spirit to teach us about this lamb we take him as raw as he is that's why many of us we don't survive for long Nomlilo because and we become strange. We become strange because right, wrong. Said do not eat him raw, and then he said, Don't boil him, boil the lamb with water. In other words, don't tone, tone it down. Don't go to the other extreme, in other words, of taking him raw, and don't come to this other extreme of toning him down. Allow the fire of the Spirit of God to do their work and that's a process that's a process and from the milk is the bread so Jesus says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds he says I'm the bread of life it's a second level so strong you can now begin to take solid foods but not the harder ones and softer ones. We 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 learn. We sit down. Children, I know she's obese for some. It's good. But the milk, the bread is necessary in your diet. So that by the time the solid food comes, you'll be strong enough to handle it. Many of us are being destroyed by Christianity as much as it is good because we did not allow the proper process of growth to work itself out. I remember. A long time ago, um, I was still a Christian, maybe a year in or so. And of course, at that point, it was clear that the call of God is upon my life, even though I did not know what it means. Because, I mean, preaching just came out. I don't know why Nami, I used to watch Pastor Reme Koli preach every morning on ETV. Remember, they used to preach, Pastor Krefler Dollar. I used to watch Pastor Ray. I used to take his notes, and I used to love how he teaches the word of God. And while I was listening to him all the time, you know, uh, I felt like impartation came. I just desired to preach. And I asked my leaders back then, can I preach as well? They gave me an opportunity and this gift of preaching grew to the point that people then started admiring it, wanting it, wanting to throw me into the deep end. And I remember one day another pastor announced on Sunday, I used to preach at his church and one day I was there, I was sitting and he announced out of nowhere, he was setting a new committee and whatever, announcing this is, this is the chairperson secretary and then he said, Jacob Msipa S from today is going to be the assistant pastor. I was like, whoa! 
that went from zero to hundred. Me, assistant pastor, I'm not even two years in the Lord. I, after the service, I went and excused myself. I said, Mfundis, I, I admire the fact that you have that faith, but I don't have that faith in myself. I'm still very young in the Lord, that is. I look smart. I look like I know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. This thing is good. That's why at some point, and I thank God, and I thank God, even when the call of God after a couple of years intensified, the whisper of the Spirit of God kept on saying to me, you need a father to help you to step, to help you understand it. I felt like that Samuel who kept on hearing the voice of God calling him, but he did not know. And I remember one day I picked up a book that I read, picked up a book that I read based on 1 Corinthians 4, 15 saying, you, you, you have a few fathers. And I read that book and that's when it was confirmed that, you know what? Without being trained in the things of God, from milk to bread to meat, I'm a danger unto myself. You might have a legitimate calling, but don't forget, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are, so many of us Sikichiman Island, Uzwe, Nati Ulele, Wapupingilosi, Lula, Bonisiba. No, you are now prophetess Spanban. That's why we are not building strong churches. We don't know what we are doing. And Nati, Esabazolana Spambeg. You've been, many of us here, probably you, you've been like coming here. For five years being a Christian, right? And we are Why go ten years Why? How is that possible? Why, why, why is that? It's because we 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 don't allow God to nourish us with His Word and develop us gradually. Until we are strong to handle. Because he calling. I can, I can borrow you. Everything that I am doing. Like my wife. I can borrow you. First lady. First man. First lady. We can give it to you. And because this thing. If you are not genuinely called. One. Two. If you are not properly prepared for it. It can kill you. Can lose your mind. And lastly, meat. That's it. So it's milk, bread, milk, milk. I mean meat. Meat, Hebrews 5. Paul says, by now you were supposed to be teaching others. But you, you, you still need the milk, he says. You see, Paul was simply saying, you've been a Christian for five years. You still can't disciple someone else. Because now you still have not mastered to follow Christ. Ten years in the Lord. You, you can't preach Christ to somebody. You can't tell somebody about Jesus. Just if, let's say many of us, we need to challenge ourselves. If somebody can give you a minute and say, Aung Shumayas. 
Nzokwenze linye example ne. Nemazu Stephen eh wa ku book of Acts chapter 7. Loba mkhana amatye. Nemaz? Yes. And the fellow we always applaud him shame. He was preaching the gospel. But who Stephen has in problem? Stephen was given a responsibility to look after the tables. Ne? Watholakala shumayela Hey, washaye into my land. Who hambu buyelu chapter seven was born. Wakulubin den den the end. Why can't I live more? Say wa. Hey, wabat wabat give a bantu angesu. Yeah, go back, go back to Acts seven. Utangu tu anabayam sugela jebam pesu kitela to preach Christ. Watata lendo azamu ipata ni sana ye. Uktoli tu walogut namgen mona adumu mfangel. Abamukanda ngamache. I was trying to Kanda ramaja. Dead. We thank God that he saw Jesus in the process. But he, was, he died a premature death. I used to tell people that, you know, my spiritual father used to stand and when he's preaching, he will even sway and, 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 and speak in a very strong way. And I used to tell people, I will not attempt that. Because my rank is not there yet. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus. He told people, eat my flesh and my plate. He picked up stones. And he did not rebuke them or stand there and threaten. He ran away. He ran away. He ran away because he did not speak. He ran away. And many of us, we are not even mature yet. We don't. We come and see Tugabante Matibeluen and whatever, and we don't even understand what we. That's why me and Abazola Nkelukuncheli disclaim. That's why you don't see me and Matibeluen, because he has with Abazola. Yes, sending young player money show young kinten funungu. See he has oh. See see abizana la pe Matibel. See show young kintole. Who's buzuguti? What are these? Do they even realize where they are? What are they doing? Oh, Jesus. Let's stand on our feet. Study, the Bible says, to show yourself approved so that you are not going to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth that's what the bible says saying who senior apostle angaz and kalogu discipleship class i lay bible school as he again you know be each other cool angaz and kalogu discipleship class mar now i'm a shepherd i'm leading others where am i leading them to paul said follow me as i follow christ have you, do you know how to follow Christ when I? That's why people who because they are following Christ. And they are not following Christ to tomorrow they are. That's why this thing of uh, the God of Papa and the God of my prophet. One day you will discover who the God of that prophet is. Which one is that one? You must know God for yourself. <laughs> Let's lift up our hands. Father, we thank you for your word. 
Thank you for your lamp that is in the house, available for us as your children. We know that this is harder to process, but it is truth that comes from your word. Help us, therefore, in the name of Jesus. Help us not to rob ourselves of the opportunity to be fed your word in a balanced way. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, each one of us, we pray. Each one of us, we pray. Help us. Where in areas where we need the milk, Father, stir up our appetite to desire that milk. In areas where we need the bread, lead us, Father. Show us by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Help us to humble ourselves so that we can be skilled even in righteousness, trained in righteousness through your word. In areas where we need your meat, strong food, solid food, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Help us. Help us, Father. So that we can grow in a balanced way. Your word declares that even Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Therefore, help us to grow in a balanced way as your children. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We give you our hearts. We give you our minds. We give you our homes. Father, let there be the lamp in our houses. In our homes. Let there be a lamb even in this house. Help us to feed your people with proper knowledge and understanding. Help us to raise up a generation that will know you and be able to defend the faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand of praise. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.